Your Newcastle. Welcome to Your Newcastle podcast. I'm Nuatali Nelms and I have a co-host here with me, Declan Clawson, the Deputy Lord Mayor, which is wonderful. Welcome, Declan. Thanks, Lord Mayor. Great to be your co-host for this special episode. Today, we're talking about 10,000 reasons to move to Newcastle and we have got Trisha and Lockie here and it's wonderful to have Director Trisha Martin and the Yarno Managing Director Lockie Gray to share their experiences and insights on starting and operating a business in Newcastle and the benefits. As you know Declan, in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, City of Newcastle launched an economic development initiative called New Move. Now we wanted to jumpstart the local economy And to jumpstart that local economic recovery, we put some really good minds together and those good minds came up with a proposal to offer $10,000 relocation grant for young, innovative entrepreneurs, virtual interns and the like. And it's wonderful to be able to talk to some of these wonderful young entrepreneurs, Trisha and Lockie, who we have here in the studio and on our podcast about their experiences. I think I might start first with Trisha. Why don't you tell us about your experiences starting a business in Newcastle? Yeah, so I was born and raised in Newcastle and then I left for university down to Melbourne. So I was living there for five to six years. And I had always had in my head that I wanted to start my own business. But I found that in Melbourne and I think city areas everywhere, I felt like I was talking and having conversations but walking away with nothing. And there was a lot of people talking about things and ideas but not actually doing anything. And coming back to Newcastle, I think for our generation, people don't necessarily want just salaries and progression anymore. People want careers and startups with purpose. And in order to do that, you need to be in environments where people are doing things for purpose. And to be in Newcastle, like even seeing a financial review article a few days ago um, of CoAssemble, who is competing with Silicon Valley companies and just changing the way that tech is, to be in that environment is really exciting. So for me, it was definitely coming back to a place where I could create a business that was based on purpose. And the second thing was just very shallow, but coffee. I found that in (laughs) Melbourne, I thought that when I sat down for coffee, I was being rushed. And I was, again, having quite shallow conversations. And coming back to Newcastle, I had a coffee with someone who is now one of my main business mentors. And she said, in Newcastle, you can access anybody for a coffee and you'll get really meaningful conversations and support. And it sort of changed my perception of business now because I have this sort of mantra of coffee with purpose. And I have had amazing conversations with CEOs, startups, teachers, students that own their own business at 17 coming out of Newcastle. And that has just been so valuable as particularly a tech founder and a female founder so yeah that's amazing I'd have to agree with you on all the points especially the coffee we've (laughs) already had a very long discussion on how wonderful the coffee is in Newcastle and all of the amazing (laughs) but it does make a difference access I mean we're all talking now I I'm often talking with you know many many different people throughout the community and as is Declan as the deputy lord mayor and I feel as though just through my role I get access but it's wonderful to see that that access to great mentors that have time to have coffee with you in Newcastle and that environment that we envisioned is being created and is a reality at the moment and I think that will help inspire other like-minded people to want to live and work here in Newcastle. Lockie tell us about your story. So I've spent most of my life in Sydney and I have a young family and my wife and I were starting to think about what does the next 10 years look like for us. My wife Kate grew up in Nelson Bay though we never really came through Newcastle so about 12 months ago we came here for a week and 
I was blown away. I hadn't been here for about 20 years. Um, lifestyle here, I just thought it was fantastic. Uh, the beaches, people cycling, the green spaces, seemed to be investment in public infrastructure and real pride, I think, in the business community as well, which I wasn't prepared for. So at the time, I was commuting to North Sydney most days a week. And Kate said to me, why? Why are we paying a premium to live in Sydney if you don't need to commute? And I, I couldn't answer. So we decided to make the move and we've been here for uh, seven months and, and we just absolutely love it. Um, there's a lot more time back in, in our day. Um, I ride the kids to and from school. I ride into meetings in the city. It takes me 10 minutes. Um, I have more time to do things that are important to me. And similar to Trisha, I've found the business community here to be very welcoming. I've met with a lot of business owners and founders who are willing to share their experiences and introduce me to people that in their network. So I found a lot of like-minded people. I think there's a real positivity in terms of, and pride in terms of, you know, where businesses are at now, but also the opportunity aligned with, I think, where the city's hoping to go as well. So it's very positive at the moment. I like being in a positive environment. Your Newcastle is changing daily and we care about you. Have your say at newcastle.nsw.gov.au. It's wonderful to hear you as well as Trisha coming back and saying that the environment that we wanted to create actually really exists. And I think that message in your business as managing director, tell us a little bit about what you do day to day in that business and how many people are in your network and in your employ. So uh, I have an online micro learning business called Yano, and we work with businesses to help them communicate and upskill and educate staff who are distributed around Australia and are often deskless. So if you think truck driver, uh, someone working in retail, and we as a business are fully remote. So we decide to go fully remote um, during COVID and um, we have 13 people on the team and uh, we really look for like-minded businesses and business owners. And I'm really finding that here in, in Newcastle. What I'm looking to develop as sort of hubs, I guess, our CTO Paul lives in the Hunter Valley, our head of content lives on the Central Coast. So we're starting to catch up in smaller groups or up and down the East Coast, which is fantastic because with that bring different perspectives, we're engaging in different cultures and different communities, which I think will make our offering to our customers better. 100%. I think it's really interesting the different types of businesses that have been attracted to Newcastle, uh, people like Trisha coming back to Newcastle, and that's been a common theme for generations. But what I'm seeing is happening a lot younger and it's happening in new industries. I know the Deputy Lord Mayor has been working really hard as the chair of our innovation committee, and maybe it's a good opportunity for you to tell us a little bit about that work you're doing, particularly with the team at Council and the New new Moves program. I think we've just touched on and, and heard the from both stories the opportunity that exists, especially as the economy starts to change as a result of COVID, but uh, taking advantage of some of those pre-existing trends. So Lockie's comment around working from home, becoming the new norm, is absolutely an opportunity for Newcastle, but something that we're seeing happening globally as well, particularly with new small businesses learning how to work better together in smaller groups. And it actually links back to your comment, Trisha, around the accessibility of Newcastle. And um, it's so important that working from home doesn't just mean people isolated by themselves in suburbs, but actually how do we make sure that there's those spaces and opportunities for collaboration. Economists talk a lot about agglomeration being the driving force of cities. They talk about the spillover effect, which is people coming together and having conversations, incidental conversations, a bit like this one, but the, the coffee conversations you were talking about, Trisha, are so important 
for how innovation actually happens. That is, the science of innovation is taking advantage of and borrowing learnings from different industries and translating them across. And we're seeing that happening in businesses right across Newcastle in some really diverse fields. We're trying to take advantage of that trend uh, at council um, and doing what we can as as local government to try and accelerate the opportunities for, for Newcastle to grow and attract new businesses, particularly all of us millennials in the room at the moment, the new kind of people that we're attracting into the city that are creating new opportunities for Novocastrians. Oh, sorry, did Declan? just call I think the, the oldest person I think in the room roll with it so. <laughs> it's subject of contention Lord Mayor but I think you can own the millennial uh, brand I wouldn't have conceded that so long ago but happy for you to be a millennial be part of the club oh thanks Dick <laughs> I don't know if I was born in the, the late 70s or the mid to late 70s I can be counted as a millennial but I do reject Gen X okay Gen Y <laughs> and so a new move is really just one of the things that we're, we're looking at rolling out in terms of the way that we attract companies to Newcastle so in the past, a lot of economic development focus of places as big as Newcastle, but much bigger, was trying to bring in a new big business from outside the, the region, which unfortunately for local government often means giving up either planning controls or cash concessions or other things. And it ends up unfortunately being a bit of a race uh, to the bottom. A better way of doing that is to invest in people more directly and, and look at the opportunity to attract talent to the region, which is the purpose of New Move, but then also how we're able to invest in the existing talent that exists across Newcastle. So the New Move program in particular trying to attract 30 entrepreneurs into Newcastle. We've done some economic analysis on on what that means. Conservatively, we're thinking that it'll create 75 jobs for Novocastrians, which is is a really positive outcome, and $25 million in in local economic activity as well, which, again, is just trying to quantify the benefit. Um, But it really does change that that cultural fit and the understanding of Newcastle. I'd be interested, actually, in your perspectives. Returning to the region and coming from outside the region, you're both great ambassadors for Newcastle, even just in the comments so far this morning. How do conversations go when you're talking about the decision to move back to Newcastle. What do your friends uh, elsewhere in Australia think? I was actually at an awards event in Sydney two days ago and the people at my table were asking me about Newcastle and it is the easiest pitch I've ever done to just say the benefits of moving back. And it's funny how you said incidental conversations because I'm really passionate about regional areas and I think that a lot of the time city areas are producing knowledge for regional areas and being the innovators when I think these areas are the innovation hubs. And an incidental conversation when we were starting up, I mean, our purpose was connecting the future talent of the hunter with their future employers. And through incidental conversations with Newcastle startups and CEOs, we've been able to have global conversations of our product. So we've had knowledge from CEOs saying, you know, your product can be applied to India. It can be applied to ensuring food security in Australia. It can be applied to veteran civilian transition. So without those conversations in Newcastle, with Newcastle talent, we wouldn't be where we are now. It's insane. That's amazing. And it's amazing to have you come back to Newcastle and really grow that business locally and see that benefit. Tell us a little bit about what that product is. Yeah. So when I came back to The Hunter, I have been very heavily involved in the career readiness sector. And when I was in Melbourne, I was facilitating career readiness to around 35,000 students across Australia. And I found that I was having the same conversations of, you know, miss, what am I going to do with my life? (laughs) And I'm like, we need to, you know, address this now. And when the pandemic hit, I think we can all agree that uncertainty is becoming more certain and we needed to respond. So basically built an online platform that allows students to access virtual work experiences with local industry so they can essentially career hop before they commit to walking through a door and actually know what's on the other side of that door. What's so powerful about the platform was though, although we had initially aimed to connect community and their future workforce, is that because it's a behavior change platform, it can be applied to so many different industries like 
was mentioning before, which we had no idea about until we were having copies with, you know, Newcastle individuals and startups saying, hey, this is what you could do. And without that, we wouldn't have the, you know, scalability of our platform that we have today. It's an amazing concept and a concept that obviously has been accelerated due to us being in a global pandemic. And I think that's happening across all sectors and across the world. And people are looking at how they have their life set up and how they do their life differently, which I think is a huge advantage to the city of Newcastle. And that's why we're using this as an opportunity to push Newcastle as a location to not only come back to live or move here for the first time because of the lifestyle and the amenity and also that really positive culture that exists here that you have found in both your businesses. But what's really interesting to me, I'm a mother of teenagers and my son, my eldest, did his HSC last year during Mm. the pandemic. And I remember still, even though I might be not really a millennial, (laughs) I still remember what it's like when you finish school at 17 or 18. Some people do know exactly what they want to do, but that would have to be a smaller proportion of all students. So you have some idea and often you'll change careers a couple of times because of that, but that's not necessarily the easiest path. And if you can easily try different work experience through that platform, whether you're in a global pandemic or not, I mean, what teenager these days doesn't live their life through their mobile phone and online virtually anyway. So it just seems like a perfect fit whether you're in a global pandemic or not. For me as a parent as well, it's hard. Like no one could do work experience during the pandemic. I don't know how much that's going to change. And I remember for the older people, (laughs) we used to have to sort of pick when we were maybe 14 where we were going to go for two weeks when we're in year 10. That was a very like... It's still a thing. It's still a thing. (laughs) And, you know, how do you even know? I think I went to primary school teaching and I think then I also went... I had the opportunity of going to NBN at the time. Wow, that's a cool work experience. Yeah, and that was pretty cool. You got to see behind the scenes. But it's not really where I ended up. And... There's so many other jobs out there that, you know, I get experience of dealing with just by the nature of my role. And there's still many more that I wouldn't even know about. So there's all this talent coming through and you you see the children and they sort of stick in very what they know, teaching, you know, some sort of medical career, like a nurse or a doctor, or everyone knows what a lawyer is. So, so very traditional career paths because that is all they're exposed to. So being able to open up their world, I think is fantastic. And it's fantastic that happening from Newcastle. How cool is that? <laughs> I was just thinking, as you were mentioning a lawyer, I think that everybody knows what a lawyer is because they've watched Suits, but I th- suspect that everyone knows what we do because they've watched Parks and Recreation. Uh, that is so true. Netflix is a source of career readiness at the moment. <laughs> it's your Newcastle. Access all our services and resources at newcastle.nsw.gov.au. I found fascinating in both of your examples is how, and as you are saying too, Nuatali, the, the fact that COVID has been a bit of an accelerator in both of your businesses and change the way that you're working. I think, well, 12 months ago, people probably prematurely were predicting the death of cities worldwide, that we were just going to cease to exist, that there's this trend to move to the suburbs and and no longer any interest in in coming to cities. But clearly, you've both decided that a a mid-scale, a gateway city like Newcastle is the place to be for quite innovative new businesses. It's really exciting. Yeah, I think for for me, COVID was an opportunity to have the routine turned upside down. And on reflection, showed me that the routine was actually quite arbitrary what felt like a very strict routine with the kids and getting to school and all that everything that comes around it changed overnight and if we apply that to the the business lens all of a sudden for us it was well where do we do our best work an office is one place to work Um, there are others 
and then what environments do we want to be working in to do our best work there are probably some outside of sydney and it's funny i had not really considered that before sydney was was my world so from that perspective I think it's been really positive to encourage a broadening of what is possible to have new conversations. And just to touch on what we are talking about before, I think one of the, the best ways is to talk to people and to hear what they do and what they're excited about. And all of a sudden you realise that there are so many conversations and opportunities happening and you don't have to go down those you know couple of main pathways that you think you do when, when you're young and, and you're leaving school. So I think that's really exciting. Presumably the way that- your business operates too is about upskilling people right as well and creating opportunities for people even when they're further progressed in their career path the way that you might be able to learn and pivot throughout your career is is an important skill particularly for a region like Newcastle with lots still of very traditional jobs Uh, how do we make people more comfortable with change and some of those other possibilities that might exist as well it seems to be a generational view on how careers progress I think even though I'm 45 and obviously a bit older than everyone in the room it was even during my university time that it was very clear to me that going into the workforce was going to mean you were going to be in probably several different jobs over the the time of, and it was going to be very different to the generations that came before me. And I think that was clear to me. And I'm probably at the top end of the Gen Y curve for that type of attitude to work, which is very different to the generations before me. And I think that changes that are happening now, and particularly with the way your businesses are being set up. What's interesting to me is I I do always ponder, you know, many different options because cities always need to evolve and change and, and keep up with the time, so to speak. And in a lot of respects at Newcastle, we were playing catch up with infrastructure that wasn't there that should have been there. And doing it all at the same time is also trying to really make sure we were set up properly for the future. And I just wonder, is there actually a perfect size that we should be aiming for? Because we didn't have enough people living in our urban core to actually make the city fundamentally work, like not enough people to have a, a decent sized supermarket, not enough people to have you know the, the right volume and method of public transport, all those sort of bigger city infrastructure questions that make cities work and want people to actually live in them and have a good quality of life. And people that are leaving the bigger cities and coming here for that personal connection, there's going to probably have to be that real sweet spot that we look at as city leaders and also you know young business people and entrepreneurs for the next generation coming through what is that sweet spot do you have any thoughts like that in when you're thinking about your growing your own businesses it's interesting i can comment being a very new novicastian i'm really excited where things are at now because there's a sense of there is there's great things happening and there are great things to come but not 100 percent certainty on what that is and to, you know touching on this word to certainty i think covid showed us uncertainty and what that can feel like and i've We've really tried to embrace that, which is rather than being super set on exactly where we're going, it is you no. Know, what's the what's the framework and what are the principles behind it that can adapt to whatever we're going to be thrown at? So rather than being really fragile and operating in a very strict way, being f- more anti-fragile and actually responding to that. So being very lean, working in a way that we can work from anywhere with anyone. But for me, you know, the focus on clean technology, renewable energy, I think that's really exciting. Um, I wasn't aware of that. I didn't know that the city was 100% renewable 
available and talking to some of the businesses here who are really excited about that, I think it's going to attract um, new entrepreneurs and, and business ideas in as well, which will then compound the effects. And that's the exciting thing. There is already a melting pot of some fantastic people and businesses here who will attract more people. And so it will go on. So I don't know what it looks like, but I'm really excited to see what it, what in the future looks like. Yeah, I have to agree with you. It really is the next couple of decades is going to define our future in terms of energy production and energy consumption. And I think being in Newcastle and the Hunter, we're, we're at the heart of that conversation for the country. And that's why Declan and I are really proud that council has been really early movers in terms of going to 100% renewables for our, our own operations, setting really strong targets around net zero emissions, because I think that's exactly what our community wants, but it's also what they need. And it's what future generations also need. And it's great to have that mindset in the community and that support as well. And I I agree with you. I think having that framework and understanding what that framework is in your own business and matching that with the goals of the city also allows us to all be moving generally in the same direction, but with freedom to pursue your own thoughts and ideas and own businesses and be able to adapt and change. And I think that that really defines, I think, the workplace going forward and also how governments need to change how they operate. I would completely agree with that. And I think there's a lot of, you know, buzzwords being thrown around at the moment around future-focused cities, but I firmly believe believe that the future is now. And I would say that Newcastle is really unique in that it's um, looking towards a future of like, what do we have to do to be purposeful, sustainable goals, really important things that will bring people to the waterhole because they believe in that. But instead of saying, let's plan, let's strategize, it's like, let's start acting now. And I think the government, that's really powerful and amazing. And I think that it's just a magnet for other purposeful companies and individuals, particularly from city areas to come to the watering hole, essentially, which is Newcastle. And it's wonderful to be, there's those terms, magnet city or sticky cities, and to have people like uh, Trisha and Lockie and, you know, an amazing young Deputy Lord Mayor who's very active in that space. You know, we have all the right ingredients here and that's why it's just wonderful to be able to chat to you about your businesses, your, you know, wonderful successes that you've already had and I'm sure there's going to be many more. So in wrapping up, I'll just hand over to Deputy Lord Mayor, but I want to say big thanks to Lockie and Trisha and good luck and hopefully we'll run into each other again and have some great coffee. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the coffee. (laughs) Coffee with purpose, love it. This has been an amazing conversation. Really very interesting to hear about both of your stories and coming back to Newcastle and coming to Newcastle, in your case, Lockie, and the way that you found the place to to deal with and the way that we've been able to hopefully provide some support to both of your businesses that are doing really, frankly, cutting edge things and working across Australia. The fact that you've done that based in Newcastle, I think is exceptionally exciting. It's the style of businesses that we want to attract to the region, the kind of individuals too that we want to attract. So just in wrapping up, just making reference again to that new move program and the the move to Newcastle, $10,000 grants and the 10,000 reasons why people should be attracted to Newcastle and there are at least 10,000 reasons. The team have done an amazing job putting together a website so I'd encourage people to have a look at movetonewcastle.com.au and check out the 10,000 reasons. We've got EOIs currently open for that new move program so I'd encourage people that are thinking about potentially relocating to check that out. We've also got a Famil weekend uh, coming up in Newcastle from the 7th to the 9th of May which is an amazing opportunity for people 
relocating from metropolitan regions outside of the Hunter, thinking about potentially moving to Newcastle to come along, see the support that's on offer from the city, the kind of city that we're trying to become. I think that hopefully we've already received hundreds of applications, but there's certainly room for many more and I'm looking forward to seeing the successful new move applicants as well. They might even get to be mentored or maybe have coffee with Lockie or Trisha. That could be one of the bonuses of bringing your, your life and your business to Newcastle. But the real bonus is that you get to live in this amazing city. It's an amazing city. Thank you. Thanks. That's your Newcastle. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us wherever you listen.